Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. I but lately they're getting out of hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. It will scare you to pieces. Welcome to They Call This Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Lavecchio welcoming you to the first episode of our 31 Days of Horror. Uh, they Call This a Movie episodes. With me this week is Mark Meyer. Say hello, Mark. Hello. Uh, this is the time of year when uh, Anthony and Dan make me watch horror movies that I've never seen. And then ridicule me for not liking them as much as they do. So be prepared for that. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Dan is not here. He is uh, in the ethereal plane. And yeah. it's a shame because he I know he is a big fan of this movie. Yeah. Uh, this week, we decided to go and talk about Reanimator from 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon's second uh, appearance in this podcast he also directed Dolls, that we've oh, already covered. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, uh, you have never seen Reanimator before, is that nope. correct? Nope, first time. Like a lot of the movies we'll probably see this month. Uh, so that's interesting that you mentioned Dolls, because one of my first thoughts 
when that opening scene occurs, it's like, I've seen this style before. And I just couldn't put my finger on um, why it looked kind of familiar the mm-hmm. way it was shot. Sure. Um, he definitely has a, a style. Yeah. And then you mentioned, I was like, okay, so I have seen that before. But yeah, it was it was interesting. It was, um, you know, a, a fun watch. I mean, I didn't look at the time much throughout it. Um, and I'm, I, I really, like you said, wish Dan was here just so um, I could pick his brain a little bit um, about why he enjoys this movie so much. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I guess we'll go more into thoughts later, but my initial impression was if it's on TV, I'll, I'll probably keep it on, but, um, I probably won't go out searching for it. Okay. Uh, question for like, did you, did you have any knowledge of this movie going into it? I, I've seen that photo that was on shutter, um, of him with the needle. Mm Mm-hmm before in the green goo but i had no idea what the connection was to it it was probably in some slideshow or some you know imdb thing of great horror movies or you know horror movies you need to watch before you die sort of things uh so i've seen that image before um and i'm kind of mad that uh with this coming up that i uh made a, a, a during our D&D podcast, made a Flatliners joke instead of a reanimator joke about um, uh, Dan's character coming back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, before we get into this, uh, for the listeners at home, you're not a big horror fan, right? No, not, yeah, not as, let, let's say it this way. I don't hate the horror genre. Like, I will watch horror movies. I'm not scared of them. Uh, like, some, some people we know, you know, are completely no horror at all you know, off the books. I just don't go searching for them or watch, you know, them as a genre, like watch any new thing. But um, yeah, I am, I am, what's the word, like agnostic? Would that be the right term? Just sort of like, ah, you know, sure. re- reaction to it. Um, I will probably quickly turn off a bad movie before you guys would in the horror <laughs> genre. Um, but Well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, for anyone thinking... Uh, you know, as we usually watch terrible movies, why we're doing a reanimator, uh, we kind of like to take October off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, just take an opportunity to watch some of our favorite, like, cult classics. Uh, last year, we did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Troll 2, and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, uh, which you might be saying those all suck, but you are wrong. Um, <laughs> For me, Reanimator, uh, I first saw it in college. My one f- junior year roommate, uh, shout out to Rob, uh, was a huge horror fan. Um, so he he had all of these movies on DVD, and including Reanimator. So we watched them one day. Um, yeah, Reanimator is awesome. It's so over yeah. the top and cheesy, and Jeffrey Combs is great in it. Um, I really don't know how much we're going to talk about this movie uh, yeah. because it's just a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> that's really all I have to say about it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, there's things to point out that, that um, you know, as we go through the plot and all that of things that occur um, that are strange and weird. But, yeah, there's not much to our normal make fun of um, in a negative sense. Um, there might be a kind of, oh, God, that's dumb, you know, sort sure. of moments in it. Um, but overall, it's, it's very it's very entertaining. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, the one thing I always 
make my decision on it if I was entertained or anything by it is how many times I check the time remaining on the movie. Sure. <laughs> if I'm it's, into it and it's entertaining me, I will not check the time. I just think, oh, wow, it's almost over. Yeah, and that's what happened. It's a in pretty this quick movie. watch, too. Yeah, yeah. It's about an hour and a half. Um, it's a lot of fun. It stars. Uh, Jeffrey Combs, as we mentioned, Barbara Crampton, Bruce Abbott, and David Gale. It's based on the Herbert West Reanimator short story by H.P. Lovecraft. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 98% and an IMDb score of 7.2. Estimated budget, about $900,000, and made a little bit over $2 million. So, yeah, like doubled its money, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say uh, more than are we getting into the plot already? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll break down a little bit more because I, I, I'm a first-time watcher so yeah. um, of this movie. Um, it I, You guys know, and maybe if you've listened to past episodes, the one genre of horror that I do watch mostly are these cheesy 80s um, horror movies. Um, you know, I will watch them if they're on. Or even if I'm bored and, and I see something on one of the streaming services, I might put it on. Um, so it fit right into that category with really over-the-top um, storylines that sort of take a little bit of like pieces of something from reality, but then do something completely insane with it. Um, and then also uh, just the uh, cheesiness of some of the line deliveries and facial reactions and things like that, and just the, the designs of the creatures um in this uh was perfectly in my wheelhouse um so i was i was pleasantly surprised um going through it that um it wasn't it wasn't as slow as as um um, movies could be uh especially in in the horror genre when they try to take themselves a little too seriously this Mm -hmm. one seems to uh know what it is um and didn't try to um tell a serious story about death and you know, what it means to do it and what it means to, um, like, didn't get into anything about the soul or anything like that. Um, they kept very, very, you know, baseline stuff and and just kept it fun and, and slightly lighthearted. Um, even in the moments when they were trying to have some drama in it, um, it was very roll your eyes at it. You couldn't take any of it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Uh... There's no accusing this movie of taking itself too seriously, but uh, even even the even the uh, slight storyline um, that they had the B I guess it would be either the B or C plot in there um, where they try to tell a, a serious real life story that has nothing to do with the reanimation stuff. Um, it's just so over the top uh, the way they pay it off um, that you you can't it, it you can't take any of that rating seriously. Yeah, I mean, when you introduce uh, a disembodied head about to perform oral sex on a woman, yeah, I think you, I you can't really, <laughs> you can't really try and play play off things as uh, as serious. Kind of just yeah. gotta, you gotta, ad, you, you gotta admit what you are and just lean into it. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna get into the plot in just a minute. But before we do, we're going to take a minute to hear a word from a friend of the podcast. So sit tight. We will be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. 
Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back. Uh, so it's plot time. This is, once again, this is Reanimator from 1985. We open a university in Zurich where the dean is uh, answering a call of a commotion happening in Dr. Hans Gruber's office. I had to check and make sure which one came out first. And yep. this one, uh, came this out one first. did. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you could probably trace Hans Gruber back to the H.P. Lovecraft That's story. Yeah. Um, not sure. I haven't confirmed nor denied, but it is Hans Gruber, uh, who is, uh, if you don't know, is also the name of the villain played by Alan Rickman in the movie Die Hard. So, yep. little little coincidence there. Um, as the dean opens the door, he sees Herbert West about to inject Doctor Gruber with a needle of this bright green goo. As uh, Doctor Gruber is kind of going nuts, uh, eventually. Gruber's head explodes, and uh, the dean accuses Herbert West of killing him, and he corrects him. He says, "I didn't kill him; I gave him life." <laughs> with a, Such a great, over-the-top dramatic <laughs> reading from Jeffrey Combs. That's great. Then we, then we cut to title cards, which are uh, very nicely animated. Um, however, uh, the music, the music composed by Richard Band. Uh, is completely lifted from the movie Psycho. Yeah, uh, like, 100%. Like, <laughs> obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe every seventh note is different, but it is it's, the, the score to Psycho. Is it, is it that guy's, it has, it's that itty-bitty ting? That's the, yeah, right, the vanilla ice <laughs> uh, defense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's surprising. I guess Bernard Herrmann was just like, ah, fuck it. I don't really care at that point in his life. <laughs> Come sue me. Yeah. Like, ah, I'm, just, I'm old at this point. I'm not going to sue anybody. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did like the... It's one of the things I'm a big fan of in any kind of movie um, or even television show um, is having a, a nice good opening, uh, either credit sequence or late title card or anything like that. And this one definitely had it. And I yeah. was pleasantly surprised and it it set the tempo for the rest of the movie sure speaking of the, the opening scene is like is pretty great in terms of it like pr- practical effects like just immediate yeah. you know yeah like, and, and practical is always better in in my opinion than than the cgi stuff sure. um especially if you're going for the more campy lighthearted um yeah. sort of take on horror um and that that's probably why this era of horror movie is is the ones that I kind of do rewatch mm-hmm. is, you know, it's not, you know, overdone with computers and it's not torture porn for torture porn's sake. Sure. Yeah. We got, we got a few coming up actually. Uh, we've got a, a few coming down the pike of eighties horror movies. So um, hopefully we will keep your attention. Yes. So we come out of the title card and uh, sometime later in Miskatonic Medical School in Arkham, Massachusetts. Again, Arkham is a continued um, theme throughout H.P. Lovecraft. He uses the name Arkham. Uh, I believe he uses in a few of his stories Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I heard that around the time um, 
you know, the, the Batman video game came out um, right. by that name. Was You would see it in some of the reviews or some of the people talking about the game. Um, so it, it was the first time I had known that that was used in Lovecraft stories. Again, haven't read many of them, um, mm-hmm. know of them uh, and, and some of their themes. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's always kind of shocking when you see, like, the Hans Gruber thing. Like when you hear something that you think is in popular culture uh, for something else, and then you hear it from something way earlier, right? Um, and go, oh, did they just flat out steal that? They might have. Yeah. Uh, so we we meet Dan Kane, who's a medical student in the middle of trying to resuscitate a patient. Uh, he is fails, in, but in the least sexy, gratuitous nudity you can have in a movie. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, yeah. just normal doctor do like just. There was literally unless uh, unless they're going for realism in an emergency room, there was literally no reason for that to be, you know, complete shirt off. Right. Chest yeah. compressions. <laughs> yeah, she's uh that dead person was not attractive, but she's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Um, we're not we're not necrophiliacs here. Yeah. Um. So he takes it hard and one of the nurses one of the nurses is like a good doctor knows when to stop that's one of the things you're gonna have to learn sunny boy now take this body to the morgue so he takes it down to the morgue is where we meet dr carl hill played by david gale and dean halsey played by robert sampson uh the dean is showing uh herbert west around as west is now a new member of the the school or the hospital or whatever um West and Hill kind of have a tiff. Uh, West says that Hill has plagiarized a lot of Gruber's work, basically calling him, him a hack. And that's kind of where what we get from this plot, this scene. Yeah, and, and the one little piece of fact that I mentioned earlier is the whole 6 to 12 minutes um, that the brain stays alive. Sure. Like I think that's part of a real medical fact. And they just took that little piece of actual fact and built this entire... Lovecraft probably did it too, you know, when he first wrote the story, obviously. But, mm. you know, that that's the best part of, of good horror movies is you just take one little piece of like a, a story or an incident or a, some real life thing and, and just build an entire story around it. So, right. I enjoy uh, that. Basically, the six to 12 minutes is that the brain can survive uh, severed from the spinal cord for six to 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, and West is saying, how's. Um, Dr. Hans Gruber proved that that's not true. You could do it. You can find, you could get it for longer. Longer. Yeah. Um, so we follow Kane. He's uh, looking for a roommate, puts a notice on the bulletin board, and then we meet his girlfriend, Megan, who is the daughter of the Dean and played by Barbara Crampton. Yep. Famous scream queen. Uh, and then yep. they fuck. Oh yeah. I, I did actually like this transition of her saying, no, 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 and then they the quick cut, jump cut to the yes, yes at the end, you know, of their of their coitus. Um, it was a it was a quick way to just get to that scene instead of dragging it out too much. Yeah, we just want to get to the fucking. Don't drag it out. Yeah, yeah, just okay. We get where you're going. Just get there. Just, just, just play it on home. Uh, <laughs> Barbara Crampton looking very good and naked. Yeah. Um, she still looks good. She's like in her sixties now. I saw she, some pictures. She looks great. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She did. She didn't. She didn't have a Kathleen Turner moment. No. Uh, but the uh, the the thing I I realized in this scene and 
it's probably maybe a time period or a um, genre thing is, is she did that thing that every woman does in horror movies when she's topless and is putting her bra on is she walks like six like four to six feet away from the bed on an angle and then puts the bra on that way instead of doing it as a normal woman probably would do <laughs> you know it's just like got got to get to the perfect spot and then bra you know hey, she's got to hit her mark man yeah got to hit, hit her hit mark got to hit her light <laughs> um so they have sex and then they kind of talk uh she's she's getting ready to leave they talk a little bit more she opens the door and west is standing at the front door and he shows up cash in hand to rent the room he's uh he's a creep that's one thing about west is that he's uh he's a little creepy he's not a very social uh, social creature um and it doesn't seem to bother him no nope, he's quite all right like he has <laughs> no interest in women uh, no interested uh, no interest in the social life um he and at points he laughs at the idea uh, <laughs> finding it childish i think more or less yeah, yeah. um so meg megan is just it kind of tells kane is like hey maybe you want to think about this a little bit longer than you're thinking about it because west shows up and he's like this room will do and this basement will be even better this is where i could do my experiments um <laughs> And Megan's kind of like, uh, maybe you want to take some time to think about this cane. I don't know if you want this guy in your in your house. West whips out like first month's rent and cash, and the cane's like done and done. <laughs> I need this money. <laughs> yeah. Got got these medical student loans to pay. Yeah, I mean this is pre like the the absolute um, explosion of student loans, so maybe he's not doing too terribly, but he does. He there is a moment in the in this movie where um, Halsey threatens for threatens Kane to have yeah. his student loans revoked. And I'm like, man, I wish someone did almost did that to me when I was tw- a junior in college. <laughs> like, oh, man, I don't like, have to be no. saddled for this for the rest of my life. No, no, please don't. Don't take my student loans from me. <laughs> I couldn't bear. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so then there's a lecture at the morgue uh, by Dr. Hill, once again, bringing up the 6 to 12 minutes thing. Wes continues to antagonize him, uh, breaking pencils ever so often as he's trying to speak. And obviously, you know, they it gets to the point where they're like, they're, they're not going to have fun with each other. Um, I think no. Hill mentions, he's like, it's going to be a pleasure to fail you. Yeah, and then they just have the screaming match. Yeah. <laughs> in front of all the students it's like it's they it, that's what i like about this movie every, every plot point or little little uh, story moment and all just gets right to the point like there's no you know playing around and slowly playing into it it's immediately their first interaction is teacher student argument because they don't you need to know they don't like each other yep yeah it's a very efficient movie yep. um you know, it starts off kind of putting you in that world with the scene in the in Zurich, and then it kind of you know picks up from there. Never really slows down. It's great. Yeah. Really well paced. Um. So then there is a creepy dinner at Dean Halsey's house with Doctor Hill, and we get kind of getting some vibes from Hill regarding Meg. Mm. Kind of wants to fuck the shit out of Meg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- this was the thing I was mentioning that. Um, they, it, it's, it seems at first like an attempt to have a serious storyline, 
um, in it, um, where this uh, guy has been listening after this girl since she was probably, you would imagine, little. Um, yeah. Just, just you know, maybe telling a, a serious story that way. And then they completely let you know pretty quickly that, nope, nope, this is, like I said, just cut out all the meat. Like, no, we're not going to string this along as some important story arc. This is just going to lead to a funny moment about an hour later. Yep. <laughs> and it's a crazy moment. Um, but yeah, he's giving off some vibes. But she goes, Kane comes, picks her up. They're going to have a study session. And they go to Kane's house and they study for the most part. He's trying to he's trying to get it in again. Yeah. And she's just like, I kind of don't want that. I don't I'm a little uncomfortable here now that West is here. We haven't seen this. We haven't seen your cat Rufus in a while. Um, so where the hell is he? Where's the cat? Where's the cat? Um, so they go searching for the cat. They eventually find him in Herbert's freezer. And, uh, Herbert comes in and is like, oh, well, uh, the cat got his head stuck in a jar in the middle of the night and it suffocated. So I put it in the fridge because I wanted to tell you about it. I didn't want it to decompose before I got a chance to tell you. I didn't want it to so. stink up the house. Yeah. So bye. <laughs> I, I definitely did not kill this cat. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. There's no way I killed that cat. You're asking questions that my shirt that says I did not kill your cat <laughs> perfectly states. Yeah. Um, so Kane more or less is just kind of like, all right, I this is weird, but I'm going to trust you. And then the next uh, in the middle of the night, he hears a commotion, something like a cat howling, he goes yeah. to investigate it. He goes down to the basement and finds Herman being attacked by the cat. <laughs> uh, and West uh, and he has to basically kill the cat. Uh, then West tells Kane about his and Gruber's exper- experiments about bringing things back to life. Kane's like, I don't believe you because this is insane. So he says, I'll prove it to you. And then he takes that serum again, uh, re- the reagent as they call it in the movie. Yeah. And he proves it by uh, reanimating the cat again. My, my two favorite moments in this is when uh, just this little scene when they're talking, when he's explaining everything. And then he tells him, well, you yeah, know, that can't happen. Well, you saw this cat came back to life. No, you tricked it. You lowered the heartbeat and gave it sedatives. It wasn't really dead. And then he just lifts the dead cat puppet or whatever and goes, mm-hmm. can we assume that this is dead now? And just <laughs> picks it up and drops it on the table. So great. <laughs> I just the Coos's look on his face when he looks over, just like, right? It's dead. <laughs> it was well done. Well done. Yeah. Um so after that, Kane goes to try and tell the Dean about what he saw and what Wes has discovered, and the Dean is not a fan of what he's telling him. Telling him what are, what kind of crazy shit are you getting my daughter involved? And this is where he kind of threatens to remove his to take his student loans i think here do they ban west from the from the school yeah yeah i think he basically he says that he can't if he doesn't have the student loans he can't continue school right and that's all that happens there but then a little bit later you you find out that the dean was just was banning him even though they didn't, i don't think they specifically said it in that scene right um so they kind of get a Kane and West both kind of get banned at that point. Um, So Kane, but Kane is still allowed to be in the hospital. Herbert is not. 
So he sneaks West into the hospital to the morgue to test his experiment on on a human cadaver. They find the buffest body they could find and <laughs> use a ceremony cer- and it gets up, goes nuts, and tries to kill them both. It's so good. Yeah, just <laughs> just the at one point, um, I think it's this guy. Um, they get like some kind of close up and the makeup is just awful <laughs> on trying to make him look dead. And just just this entire scene of them two trying to fight him off, yeah, um, is it's is very perfect. slapsticky. It's yeah. very it's very just bumbling and almost like Three Stooges <laughs> <Just> almost. <laughs> things going on. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're fighting with this uh, this cadaver that's come back to life, and the dean. I think the the dean is tipped off that. Uh, West is back in the hospital, so he comes down to the morgue just as the body tries to escape, knocking down the door and crushing the dean and then picks up the dean and beats him, throws him, <laughs> throws him around the room, um, basically killing him. West, yeah. in order to stop the body from doing any more damage, puts a bone saw through the body and the body dies. Yeah. So he gives the West gives the reagent to the dean. So the yeah. dean comes back to life yeah. and the dean I- starts going nuts. I, I love um, uh, Wes's thing here where he is just so excited. He's like, we're never going to find something more fresh than this. Yeah. <laughs> we have to try it. And it's like a dedication to a cause. It's just great. This is a movie where no one learns a lesson. Said, nope. <laughs> it's like the, the first lesson should have been, all right, that body almost killed us. Well, let's not immediately try and reanimate the corpse of the Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then another thing coming up is my favorite part when when uh, Kane just all of a sudden just falls into shock. Yeah. <laughs> and Wes just covers him with a blanket. Uh, so the de- so they give the reagent to the dean. Dean goes nuts. Uh, Meg shows up and she sees that her something definitely wrong with her dad. Um, he kind of calms down a little bit and they're able to kind of subdue him. Um, Hill kind of takes o- takes him over, brings him to his lab, uh, keeps him for observation. He offers yeah. to do like exploratory surgery to find out what Hall- why Halsey went nuts. Uh, meanwhile, he's also putting the moves on Meg, who is distraught and completely taking yeah. advantage of the it's, scenario. Yeah, he's, a, he's he's probably he's yeah he's probably the in a movie full of them he's probably the worst person in the movie. Yeah. And he's like yeah. a he's like an evil John Kerry. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> that's who he looks like. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've been kicking myself for two days trying to think. That's perfect, perfect, evil John Kerry. But um, yeah, yeah, in a thing where West is probably pretty evil. Um, and it's just science, know. man. He's got he's he's neutral. He's chaotic, chaotic neutral. neutral. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, this if if you if he didn't already solidify being uh, the villain of this movie, this scene with Meg is is what should make the audience go completely against him. Yeah. Um. So she kind of signs over the papers to allow him to do exploratory surgery, then she goes and meets up with Kane and demands to know what he did to her dad. She slaps him around a couple of times. Eventually, he tells her that he's not he hasn't gone insane. He's dead. 
And then she basically <laughs> tells him to get away from her, go away, and runs out, or whatever. Um, yeah. So from here, West is in his lab in the basement, and Hill pays him a little visit, uh, figures out that Halsey isn't crazy, that he is in fact dead. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to try... He At first, he's, his plan is to go and try and uh, blackmail him. He's going to take West, all of West's discovery and his, his research, and he's going to pass it off as his own, because he is a plagiarist, as West says a number of times in this movie. Um, so the as worst thing you could be. Yep. It's, it's just dishonest is what it is. Um, so West hits a... Uh, as uh, Hill is looking over like the discovery and how the reagent works, West hits him in the head with a shovel and then chops, him off, chops off his head with a shovel... And then he decides it's a perfect opportunity to try out his experiment. Once again, not learning a lesson from the last two times they uh, nope. reanimated a body. But he said he's got, he's never reanimated parts of bodies before. So he reanimates the head first, and then separately he reanimates the body. And he and it both it works. And while he's talking to the the head, uh, <laughs> Hill's body comes up and kind of knocks him out. Uh, the the my my favorite part of this is that it's it uh it shows as you say you know that he doesn't learn a lesson but also that his thirst for knowledge is more than his own self like uh what's it called you know uh, being able to stay alive self preservation preservation that's what I was looking for yeah his thirst for uh, I've almost been killed by two zombies or well no they're not technically zombies because <laughs> they they got heartbeats but um. You know, I almost got killed by these two people I brought back. You know what? Why don't I try it again? But this time, I'll make it two different things on opposite sides of the room here. Right. And put them together. And I'll pay attention to the one that <laughs> is not going to kill me. Kill me. Yeah. I love the. There's a little moment here where he he picks up the he picks up the head and puts it in the tray, and then he's trying to keep the the head upright, and he can't do it because it just keeps <laughs> falling to the side. So he takes like. I don't know what you would even call it. Like it's a paperweight with one of those like spikes, so you can put like notes on it. Yeah. Sort of like they they would have in like a deli, or like oh, oh yeah, number yeah, five yeah. or something like that. So he puts those. He puts the head on that. <laughs> it stands up right. It's a nice little uh, comedic moment from uh, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so Meg and Kane at this moment go to Hill's office where her dad is being held. So they go snooping around. Um, they find the dean, and they realize that Hill has lobotomized them. Yeah, and and this is also where Kane finds out about Hill's obsession with Meg. He finds the folder with yeah, like a lock finds- of her hair and all the clippings from her high school days, just in a yeah. file. Yeah. Um. After this scene, uh, Kane goes back to the house, and West comes too, and he realizes that Hill has taken all his research. And West tells Kane that he killed Hill and brought him back to life. So they have to figure out where he is, uh, I guess, and try and get West's uh, research back. But Hill's on his way back to his office uh, for some hijinks uh, <laughs> with him and his disembodied his disembodied head and his body kind of <laughs> trashing his own office, trying to get more reagents or more blood. More blood, yeah. Blood. So he gives him more blood. I guess he's got to re, uh, refill, refill his blood in his what? head. 
Um, and they break out Dean Halsey because they're going to make him do his bidding. And they then they stop off to sneak into the hospital morgue, set up shop there. Meanwhile, uh, Kane and Meg have a scene where they're talking, you know, she she should hate him, but she just can't. But he should go away. He should leave this town, start somewhere else. And then Dean interrupts him and knocks Dan out and takes Meg. So <laughs> Dean Halsey captures Meg and brings her back to the morgue, lays her on the table, strips her. And then the most famous scene in this movie takes place. Yep. Um, Hill. Hill's body takes uh, Hill's head and uh, gets ready to uh, please Meg in the only way I guess this body can at this point. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, only way the head can at this point is to perform oral sex on her. Is this the first movie that we've seen Bush? Like, full-blown Bush. Yeah, either. I don't even think it's a Merkin either. I think it's full. I don't know. It's full-blown full 80s Bush. Bush. Yeah. Yeah, my, my favorite part of this is the, the little things where once the dad, like, rips off the clothes, um, and he rips off the final piece, which we're assuming is her underwear, and then just Hill's eyes are like, yes! Like, he's, <laughs> it's something he's been waiting to see forever. Yeah. You know, it's Hill's a, a pretty good acting moment to, to <laughs> sell that creepiness. Yeah. Back there. Yeah, it's 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 creepy. Like, the, the body starts rubbing his hands all over her. And, yeah. And then you just see the face of the head just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really well done. It's so super creepy, but obviously it's one of the most famous scenes in horror history. Yeah. But uh, yep. So right before he's able to go down I, on her. Just one uh, thing before we continue. Yeah. I want. I would love to have been in the room when they explained to Barbara um, what is going to happen in this scene. Yeah. 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 So this is what we're thinking. <laughs> You're gonna be strapped to a bed. Completely naked, and we're gonna have a a head that a head that's disembodied going towards to give you oral sex. Cool. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you guys are paying. Yeah. I'll talk to my <laughs> agent after, clearing, but right? we're already here. Yeah. Uh, I think Barbara Crampton spent a lot of the '80s on naked in movies. Um, God bless her for that. Uh, <laughs> so it's just like I guess it was just like. Uh, just another one, you know? Oh, it's just Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so, right before she's going to be scarred for life, um, West and Kane show up, and they stop Hill for the most part at that moment. Um, West has some, some nice moments talking back and forth with Hill at this point. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, they're, they're still arguing. They're still arguing over the research. <laughs> Which is it's, kind of funny. Stay on, you know, stay on script there. Yeah. It's like, hey, I don't care about anything else going on here. We're still having this research argument. Here. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to steal my research. research. And he's like, <laughs> no one, who's going to, like, who's going to listen to you? You're, you're just ahead. <laughs> and I think he says, well, why don't you get a job at a sideshow? Yeah. And some great, <laughs> some great lines at this moment. Yeah. Um. So Wes is so he's like you can't stop me. He's like Wes is like I can. I have a plan. And he's like so do I. And then at that moment, all the corpses come back to life yeah. and they start beating the shit out of West and Kane. Yeah, this is in my head watching this. The first thing that came to mind was like this had to be a blast to shoot. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, just 
<laughs> just doing like as more as the director and the uh, you know choreographer for whatever the action was or whoever would have been coordinating that probably in this type of movie the director um just okay what can we do here all right we have these tables here maybe they could do that you know and just it was probably a, a you know a few hours to a whole day of shooting that was just a being like a, a child you know trying to figure out new ways of things to fight with or you know it, it, it i just felt the fun in the acting yeah, it's yeah. it's a bad it's bad shit crazy when they when all they come back to life and they're just fighting in the morgue, yeah. all over the place. And then uh, the dean is is fighting with them, but Meg is able to talk some sense into her dad, and he starts you know he starts fighting off the other corpses trying to save her. Um, yeah. He takes West's head between his own two hands and crushes it. Uh, this is the moment where the secure and throws it against the wall. This is the moment where the security guard, who's been in this entire movie, that yeah. I haven't mentioned it yet, but doing as little work as possible, um, sees this and just runs away. This is the moment when he handed in his resignation. Yep. There's like moments <laughs> before too where he's like when uh, Hill sneaks back into the morgue, where where like they've he's. He's put like the head of like a plastic model on his body. Oh, to, that scene is great. And he's just like, "Is that you, Mr. Hill? Yeah. Dr. Hill?" And he's like, and for, through like a bowling or a medical bag, he's just like, "Yes, it's me." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." And then he's like, he's just reading porn. He's like, yeah. he's like, "Ooh, it's break time." So he's like, gonna go over to, he's going, gonna go jack off. Oh yeah, yeah. The the. As much unrealistic this entire movie is, obviously, um, I it, it just made me like sort of laugh and scratch my head and going, if he's in a bag where he can't see, how the hell isn't this body just like banging all over the walls? Well, <laughs> like, how is this body seeing where to go? Like, like I could do the scene in the office where he can see, right? You know, and making it go, but being in the bag, I'm like. I get that you want to have this funny moment of him clearly walking in without disturbing this security guard, but there was more chances for slapstick with that. And uh, I think they just had this one joke set and I guess went with it, but yeah, it would, it would have been, you know, a little bit more fun, at least from my end, if, as he's walking up towards where the security guard is, he's like rubbing the wall or like, you know, doing stuff that that security guard's paying attention. He's like, Oh, something's up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from there, uh, so they start fighting off the corpses and he crashes his head. He runs away. And then, uh, West takes two vials of the reagent and yeah. injects Hill's body. Uh, I think he thinks this is going to cause an overdose. What yeah. happens is that Hill's organs start coming to life. And start attacking West by like strang <laughs> his intestines fly shoot out of his chest and start strangling West. Yeah. Um, West kind of starts getting dragged off into the the melee. Kane and Meg try to escape. Um, and then right as they think that they're safe, one body comes out, strangles Meg, like because like yeah. they have like these kung fu grips that they can't they can't break. Yeah. Uh, and, and to the very end, West's last line in the movie is. Kane, my research. Kane, my research. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's all this movie is about. Is just research. <laughs> on the on the on the precipice of death, and the last thing on his mind is not 
trying to get out of the situation. It's making sure Kane takes his research. Yeah, he's he had his priorities in order. <laughs> he's the only one in the movie that knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. That's true. And damned if he wasn't going to get the shit beat out of him by every single corpse he brought back to life. <laughs> I love how all these these corpses that came back to life are both angry and superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a maybe there's a thing in the formula he might need to rework. Yeah. Just grip like George the Animal Steel. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, because Kane can't break the the hold that this one corpse has off uh, on Meg around her throat, so he has to run off and get an axe to chop off the body's arm. Um, eventually he does, but by that time, um, Meg is dead. Um, he brings her back upstairs to the hospital and tries to resuscitate her, but fails. Um, but as as the nurse in the beginning of the movie said, sometimes you got to know when to let go. He doesn't learn his lesson. Nope. So he gives her a shot of reagent as we freeze frame ending. Nice. And then as it fades out, we hear Meg scream. And yeah. then we cut to credits. And that is Reanimator. Reanimator. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. So silly. So fun. Um, yeah. yeah. A yeah. movie that knows what it is. And that, that, that always wins points with me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if if you're gonna do this kind of campy slapstick horror type thing, know that you're doing that, and and don't try to be more than what you are, and that's what makes this movie great. Um, is that it's it's very quick watch. Um, it gets to the point of everything, and you're never left scratching your head, uh, trying to figure out why something happened. Um, they they make you believe, you know. That oh yeah of course this stuff is just going to bring them back to life you know like there's mm-hmm. no no overly um, long explanation on how it works you know when when West explains it it's very quick and to the point and easy to digest yeah um, even though it's probably all you know made up language you know and it, it, or at least the way he's saying it sure. um, but yeah that that's my favorite parts of this movie and uh, it's just it just didn't waste your time with anything. Nope. It it is lean and it uh, everything everything has a point to it. Um, it's it's so much fun. I, I haven't seen this movie in a while, uh, so I'm glad I I rewatched it for this. It's just so much fun. Um, it's Jeffrey Combs is so good in it. Uh, I it's the standout performance. Obviously, Barbara Crampton is gorgeous. Uh, and at so you know seeing you know seeing her and this is she's always been good she's still pretty good i saw, saw a movie with her for 31 days of horror like a couple of years ago she's she's still good um but jeffrey combs obviously is a standout in this he's great in this he's great in the frighteners um yeah, yeah. I, uh, this is a fun movie yeah he does he does, like you said um everyone in this movie down to the actors to even the the direction of this movie knows knows what it is and knows what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like there's not anybody, um, you know, attempting to like uh, Barbara Crampton's not attempting to be anything more than the scream queen she is. You know, in this time period, you mm-hmm. know, she's not trying to overact in a in a serious acting way. Um, the uh, you know the the craziness. Uh, when it needs to be turned up between all the doctors, 
um, those moments. Um, it just happens. It's just, uh, I think lean, the word you use is perfect for it. Like, I wish there was a lot to criticize about it. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm always the one that's uh, pointed out for always looking for the positive in the movie. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's one of those movies where I would legitimately, if family members wanted to say, hey, what kind of horror movie should we watch on Halloween? You know, I would put this in the rotation or at least give them a choice to watch it. Sure. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you would do to make this movie better? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I would. It's tough. Uh, the. I think the only thing I would want to have happened. Maybe this won't even make it better. Like I, I'm struggling because there's not much to really pick at. It's not a perfect movie by any chance of your imagination, but uh, maybe a little bit more at the beginning with Dr. Gruber. Okay. You know, you know, um, but I know the movie is focused on West. That's why, you know, he's the only one alive with the knowledge of the of the research. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit more in the beginning with with Gruber or maybe a flashback, you know, to, you know, of Gruber explaining everything to West um, sort of thing. You know, add five minutes to the movie just doing that um but that's about it i mean for what it's trying to be it nails it and doesn't really leave much for improvement i'm sure maybe you could hire someone better than the actor to play kane um in this but who would that be you know right they're you know the the two most important roles um in this movie they got correct for the time period and genre you know which is your 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 female character your scream queen and, um, you know, the insane, uh, like, mad scientist type character. And they got those both right. So the rest of them are just, you know, frivolous and just hope they don't come off too wooden of actors. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have any answer for uh, yeah. how to make this better. Uh, like you said, it uh, what this movie is trying to accomplish, it, it kind of does it exactly what it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, so I don't have an answer. But I'm going to take some time because we are a little a little quick today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit, Mark. Yeah, good. So as we mentioned at the top of this this episode, um, you're not a really a horror fan, but I want to kind of get some questions and answers for you good. based around horror movies. So my first one is like, what's like the first memory you have of a horror, oh, the first horror movie you ever saw? What's like your first memory? Hmm. Um... I think my first memory, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one, but it was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. So it was definitely a Freddy movie was one of the first ones because I remembered, um, I think it was one of my cousins was like obsessed with it um, because she had the uh, the plastic claws thing, probably like part of a costume for Halloween Okay. Um, when it came out. So I remember my first memory of horror was watching um, one of the Nightmare on, on Elm Streets. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not much more to that. Um, I can't. I think the first one I can remember um, knowing what the movie was was um, I was younger and watched the Killer Crowns from Outer Space. Nice. Yeah. Which we covered last year. Yep. Check that episode out. Uh, okay. Uh, what's What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, my favorite one. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think. It's probably gonna end up being. Um, one of the ones I had the most fun with watching, I think, is the one one of the ones coming up this month is Night of the Comet. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed that a good bit. But 
I think the one I've watched the most, depending on how you um, classify horror, is is I like Scream a whole bunch. Um, okay. You know, uh, and in terms of 80s, hmm. Scream seems very on brand for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess in terms of uh, the movies from from the genre of the 80s, if I had to pinpoint one, um, it would probably be Season of the Witch. Okay. You know, I really I really enjoyed that movie from the first time you showed it to me. It's another you know. movie we watched last year. Yeah, yeah, mo- uh, yeah. Movie that I first saw in college um, with you. Um, I'm assuming it was with you. It might have been with roommates or stuff, because um, we're you guys were all a bunch of film nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that would probably be of of this time period. Um, Season of the Witch is one I've enjoyed and, and watched more often. But yeah, Scream. If you had to put a gun to my head, is okay. what I would say. Yeah. yeah. I will say that I was ahead of the curve on the Halloween 3 renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To my own I, horn for that one. I, I do either thank or blame you for my love of that movie. I was ahead. Yeah, man. I, I've been speaking that movie's praises for almost, <laughs> for like 15 years. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, like past like 10 years or so, people are been like, you know yeah. what? It's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. I, even, I even made it the theme of our extra life last year. That's right. You did. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't really have another question for you. Uh is there a movie that you try and watch every Halloween uh or like October? Uh, straight up I'm going to say no. No. Um I short of my heart my horror movie in terms of obligation and not in a negative way, but sort of watch in October is whatever you put on the list for this podcast. <laughs> to be honest, um when when I used to, uh, you know, when I was a teenager and my sister used to, you know, we lived together, you know, with our parents, um, you know, and she's more into horror than I am. You know, we'd, we'd watch either a Freddy or a Jason movie every Halloween after trick-or-treating and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, she still dressed up for Halloween all the way through until probably early 20s, you know, and, you know, when she got married and all that. You know, she sort of stopped, except for like costume parties if there was one. Sure. But yeah, but yeah, that 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 used to be, we used to watch one of those movies, um, which is probably why I can't narrow it down, which is the first one I've seen. <laughs> right. Um, because I they all sort of blend together in that time period. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I more have a uh, need to watch for Christmas more than Halloween. Gotcha. I was going to ask you what's the last movie, horror movie you saw in theaters, but I feel like I know the answer to this. I yeah, feel like it, it's it, right? It would be it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. and let's see, what would be the last one before that? Hmm. I'm trying to see if we had gone to see anything. Uh, I don't think I dragged you to other horror movies. I dragged I dragged Lynn to a few. Yeah, yeah we both went to see it. Yeah. Um, I did also watch it as a child. Maybe. <laughs> Tim Curry, it. Um. Yeah, the I think because there is one. I mean, the one that comes to my mind is the one I saw while skirting my duties of working at a movie theater, which was a terrible movie, which is Fear.com. Ooh, it's a <laughs> um, forgotten movie. Yeah, yeah. I, it just comes to mind because it was so bad, but I watched it at least four or five times because it was far away from where any of the managers were mm-hmm. <laughs> because they stuffed it in a back theater for the three weeks it was out. Sure. Um, and then I took someone on a date to see um, both uh, When a Stranger Calls. Oh, wow. And um, 
is this i guess this is horror uh the johnny depp sleepy hollow yeah sure yeah so th- those are the ones that come to my head that i've seen in theaters but i've probably seen other horror movies um that i just just can't remember because you know it's not a it's not a genre i mainly go to movies to see gotcha yeah okay those are all my questions for you so i think that's <laughs> uh i think that's gonna wrap it up uh you guys got you got any plugs yeah, so our, our normal plugs, you know, follow us on all the social medias uh, with both Stranger Damies. We're on Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, the podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, you know, all Stranger Damies. Um, so easy to find us there. If you can't find us on one, um, we probably have links to the others um, in the infos. Uh, so feel sure to, you know, just follow us everywhere. Um, we also have the YouTube channel. Um that you can um, follow all the uh, the video versions of our episodes uh, for Stranger Damies. Um, we just posted one, uh, it would be yesterday for you guys listening to this, um, which is the first one of our new session, um, where I think you guys realize for the first time that, oh, this may not be a one or two session thing yep. that we're going to be doing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's the final area. Um <laughs> Guys, you know, you have to you have, you have to work for it. You're not just going to roll right into the to the villain's lair um, <laughs> for it. But and we have a moment coming up next week, which was a completely unprompted moment that may be the greatest moment in the history of Stranger Damies um, <laughs> that occurs. And it is amazing. And I will not spoil it. I am still trying to figure out how to cut the video because it completely breaks us um, when it happens. <laughs> But um, it's a time where I wish I was really good at fading um, video in and out or doing something fancy effects-wise on the video because it would, it, would, it would play really well. But I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, um, on November 16th, we're, we're streaming for 24 hours on the Main Damies, on the Main Damies Twitch channel. Uh, so twitch.tv slash the Main Damie. Um, for Extra Life, uh, we're raising money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, we've done it the past four years. Um, the aforementioned last year was Extra Life 3, Season of the Switch. Um, we have not come up with a name yet. We're probably going to announce it um, on our next test stream, which I believe will be on October 12th. Um, so we should have it by then. Um, that is not really going to be a very structured thing on the 12th. We're just setting up our, you know, borders and you know, getting the everything set so that when we come in on November 16th, which is when uh, we will be uh, going live, um, everything will just be push button. We won't have to do any work at 9 a.m. when it starts uh, to get that all ready uh, for you guys. So we'll be doing a whole bunch of video games, classic video games, uh, first person shooters. We'll be doing a live thing of uh, Session of Stranger Damies. Um, we'll also have some horror games in there. Uh, some Jackbox party pack stuff for sure um, to get involved with. Uh, if you guys want to join us and be in the audience for that, um, we would love to have you. Um, you can donate. Uh, it's currently live. You can go to tinyurl.com slash extra life four. That's the number four. Um, we're already over a hundred dollars. Um, we thank very much to all that have donated um, so far. What well, we're looking to reach our goal of $500 um, this year. You know, going for a little bit on the modest side just to get started here. We don't want to we want you guys to um, not feel like you need to donate to more than you can. Just anything from a dollar to, uh, you know, the amazing one hundred dollars that we got 
um, from uh, Jessica uh, this week uh, is great. Uh, but uh, we would also appreciate if you can't donate, then just join us on November 16th and encourage us at like 2 a.m. when we're trying to stay awake uh, to get through this uh, session. So, um, yeah, that's all I have. Um, just be sure to do all that crazy like, share, and subscribe stuff on all of our social medias. Okay. Uh, great. That's going to – so we're They Called Us a Movie. You can find us at theycalledusamovie.podbean.com or on every uh, podcast streaming app that's available to you. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all those. Just look for They Called Us a Movie, and we should pop up. Um, we are the themaindamey.com. This month, as we mentioned, 31 Days of Horror. I'm posting a new review every day. All these movies I have never seen before. Um, so it's always fun to kind of dig deep to some, some of these. Uh, sometimes I'll post some classics that I haven't seen before. And uh, and I, it, it's fun. I don't it's know fun. how you do it. I, yeah. I, I did for a couple years, tried to do 25 Days of Christmas. And it just, I was like, I can't go any deeper. This is <laughs> This is just all... Well, I, I Amazon, Amazon Prime has my back, as to, as does Shutter. Um, but it is it is hard uh, juggling my time. I got to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I am noticing now that I don't have as much as long of a commute as I had last year. It's a little more difficult. <laughs> so that I will try and figure out. But I have kept up so far, and not looking to slow down anytime soon. But we uh, that's the mainDamy.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the main Damey. Um, we are also part of Geek Vibes Nation, and they are uh, gvnation.com is their website, and they are on all social media platforms at Geek Vibes Nation. They have us. They've got Stranger Damies. They've got a bunch of other great shows. Yeah, don't that, don't forget about the Game Vault. Pod. I wasn't sure if Game yeah. Vault was on there. Um, so the Game Vault Pod on there as well when mark's video game podcast he does with our friends tom and jen um another great show as well as a bunch of other shows that we have nothing to do with besides the fact that we know some people on geek vibes nation uh that have some great stuff so if you're a geek at heart uh, or you like some sports those probably you could probably go on onto geek vibes nation and find a great podcast uh that you would love and they also do some reviews and all kind of good stuff. Anything you can think of, they really have. Yeah. It's it's a one-stop shop. Um, I think they're also going to be at New York, Comic, New York Comic Con this week, as are we. So yep. um, look for them. Yeah, which, to announce on here, I don't know how, many, how much crossover there is between this and the Game Vault um, pod. But uh, there will be no uh, podcasts this week because uh, trying to schedule with Comic Con coming up. And also, we didn't want to wait two weeks uh, to uh, talk about our experiences at Comic-Con um, video game-wise on there, because I will surely be walking around and checking out all the video game stuff um, that we have there as you guys probably more lean more towards the art and comics and stuff like that at, at the con. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and Jenny will be there with me. So, you know, we'll, we, we're not doing one this week. It'll probably come up either later next week or in the normal Monday slot the week after. So Gotcha. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so check out Game Vault. Is it the Game Vault Pod? I believe so. The Game and Vault I, Pod. I think, yeah, I think the Twitter had to be Game Vault Pod because okay. too many characters or something. I don't know. Tom has an explanation for it, but 
Yeah. That's the gamevault.podbean.com. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's that's everything. If you want to shoot us an email and tell us what movies we should be watching, tell us our reviews suck or what have you, um, you could hit us up at the gmail.com. Or you could give us a nice email too. Yeah. We don't we don't need all hate mail. Um, you can like, share, and subscribe on iTunes. It always helps us out. Yeah. Great deal. Giving us a good review on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, and if you want to send us any hate messages, you can send it directly to at Diaquino122. That's right. On Twitter. Yeah. He likes getting the hate mail. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, that's it for Dan Aquino, who is not here, uh, and Mark Myers. Uh, this is Anthony Del Vecchio telling uh Stuart gordon although we enjoyed your movie to go fuck yourself say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill 